You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Uh, there's a decent chance at some point in the next three weeks that the college football that we talk pre-podcast will seep into the actual podcast, but we will save you guys from it now. Um, and so instead, we will start with yet another trade where my notes just say, what in the world was this about? Um, and a lot of them I've been able to figure it out with sort of sitting down and looking at all the pieces. This Nick Swisher-Michael Bourne trade is a, even harder for me to figure than some of the other ones. What exactly is the thought process here? All right, let's go back probably to March, where the Braves first contacted the Indians. Well, let's even go back further. Let's get, if everyone knows, they tried to package Chris Johnson with Hayward, Justin Upton, Evan Gaddis throughout the winter. Every team continued to say no. They they just did not want to touch Chris Johnson's contract. They get to the Indians. They think they might have a, a match with Michael Bourne. That, that, that's their target, saying, hey, let, let's – Let's flip contracts. The Indians, you know, drag their feet. And they, they, these two teams may have talked at least once every two, three weeks over the last five months, from what I can gather. And it got to a point where uh, the cost of getting rid of uh, Chris Johnson's contract was you can have Michael Bourne, but you also have to take Nick Swisher. So, um, you know, in, in doing so, what the Braves gained was uh, Michael Bourne right now, he, you know, obviously he's still in the leadoff spot playing left field. Where does he fit next year? Uh, I, I think if the Braves are competitive next year, he's a fourth outfielder, a guy who uh, I don't know if Malik Smith will be ready at the beginning of the season, but Michael Bourne can have an impact on him during spring training. Uh, just being a leader, trying to teach him how to, to play the center field position. Um, at the same time, if they're not able to, to get another outfielder, uh, during the off season, they end up keeping Cameron Maven, which right now, you know, let's assume they they will. Um, you know, maybe maybe Michael Bourne plays gets one of those outfield spots for a few months. Uh, as for Nick Swisher, I think in their best in the best case scenario is his knee is healthy enough for him to to be a an asset off the bench. Um, you know, and in and, and saying that. You know, you talk to enough people from uh, that were around him with the Indians. I, I don't know how effective he he can be. We, we've already seen that he's he's limited even at first base with his knees, uh, with his mobility. Um, you know, so they went out and, and they traded for Ryan Domit a couple of years ago. Uh, they thought that it'd be nice to have a switch hitter uh, with a little bit of pop off the bench. How much pop Nick Swisher has? I don't know, but, but maybe he can be uh, the effective version of uh, Doma, which they did not get after making that trade. So if I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, there is at least some degree to which they, they wanted Bourne. Now, acknowledging, not, just talk, not talking about the contract so much, but that they consider the player at least something of an asset. Um, he's been below replacement level for three years now. He was basically replacement level the first year of the deal, but this guy has not just not hit. He's been not good for two and a half years now. These guys are smarter than me, um, or at least they know their team better than I do. So what is it that they have seen in Bourne that convinces them that he's a guy that, that you talk 
target in a in a move like this. Again, I understand this is a swap of contracts, but it sounds like they think that there might be value in Bourne, and and if so, what do they think the value in him is? What do they think? What do they think he's going to show that he hasn't shown the last almost three seasons? You know, I, I don't know if, if he's going to be able to show it statistically. You know, I, it, obviously it, it, they say they saw this as as you said, a swap of bad contracts. They look at Chris Johnson. They did not see a fit for him here here at all. Even since they brought up Adonis Garcia here a few weeks ago, they said, "Well, this guy's a better you know fit at third base." There, you obviously have Oliveira coming. Uh, they said, "Look, if we're gonna, we have more of a need for this, you know, fourth outfielder, or you know, as as of now, he's playing on an everyday basis. Uh, plus, it, it the, the one intangible that." It's not picked up, you know, through the statistical analysis, which, which is, I think, very accurate. What he is, I mean, at, at, after the age of thirty, Michael Bourne has been uh, repl- replacement level at best. Um, the legs are gone, um, or, or they aren't what they used to be. Uh, he has not been getting on base like he, he used to. Uh, what they see is a guy who, who at least would be a better fit in the clubhouse. Chris Johnson, you know, obviously he made it known that he was not happy. Uh, you know, when he told me a few weeks ago, you know, I uh, hope to be traded, you know, even long before that, you know, my, my re- you know, the response to that, the easy response to that was, well, great, hope you're traded too. Um, and he wasn't, he wasn't a malcontent in the clubhouse, but, uh, you know, even a, a week or so ago, you know, forgetting the uh, number of outs, a key play there against the, um, the Marlins, or no, that was the, um, a Dodger series, I believe that was, um, where he you know, just completely forgot how many outs there were. Um, he just different things like that. He just they, they said, "Hey, look, we understand Michael Bourne isn't what he used to be. We understand he may not, you know, provide a lot on the field, but at the same time, if we're going to be spending this money, you know, we at least uh, like for the benefit that he can provide as a backup outfielder, and, and more importantly, uh, the influence he might have in the clubhouse." And then, of course, the other big development in, in Braves land this week is a couple of guys that people, I think, are really excited to see will actually be playing baseball again. They'll be playing baseball in the Gulf Coast League. They'll be playing in the Gulf Coast League in Orlando, but that's me being a Florida geek. But um, Hector Oliveira and Freddie Freeman are beginning to play rehab games. Um, you know, Freeman, ironically, is kind of the less big news because he'll come back and he'll hit and he'll be fine, and, and it's – He's sort of a known quantity. Oliver is a really interesting guy for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is this guy who has yet to see the majors. The plan is for him to be in major league games before the year is out, isn't it? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I think probably before the end of the month is out. I'd say, um, you know, Freeman, they're they're targeting for somewhere around August 19th. Uh, If if we're going to guess a date for – Oliveira, we're probably looking more like the 24th, 25th of this month. Um, he expect him to start playing rehab games here within next week. And, uh, you know, he had already played, um, you know, 30 games there with the Dodgers in their system. I think they were getting ready to bring him up right before the hamstring um, injury. So, you know, they feel like he is major league ready. Uh, we'll, we'll soon find out, like I said, when, when he gets up here. And there's, it's going to be interesting to see exactly who this guy is because this organization certainly is not, uh, the fans have not forgotten, the, you know, the price that uh, they paid to give 
to get Oliveira. Um, obviously, with Alex Wood and Jose Peraza, when Jose Peraza came up uh, with the Dodgers this week, there were many of the fans kept saying, oh, I thought you said he wasn't major league ready. Well, look, you know, the Dodgers have their problems. They, they have plenty of injuries. They have to do what they, they've got to do. Um, you, you, you wish the best for Jose Peraza. I don't know that he is major league ready. Uh, but at the same time, you know, all eyes will be on Oliveira because the Braves have touted him as a middle of the, a legit middle of the lineup bat, a, a cornerstone for the future, a guy who can pro- provide legit protection for Freddie Freeman. So, uh, you know, this is a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of expectations for a guy who's never played the big leagues. But at the same time, he, he is 30 years old. Uh, this is not like it's a young kid. And the Braves have had eyes on him for a long time. You know, they saw him two or three times down in Dominican this year. And, uh, you know, I think as I told you last week, you know, Freddie Gonzalez developed a pretty good bond with him. You know, they, they stayed in contact and, uh, you know, he, he feels good about, you know, what this guy can provide, uh, you know, not only on the field, but, but he thinks he's got great character. Is he going to be a third baseman? period, or is there still some uncertainty as to where he will fit on the diamond? You know, I, I think he's a third baseman when he comes up here this year, and then I would expect him to be there next year. Uh, when you start looking towards the future, uh, they, they went with the Evan Gaddis trade. They got Rio Ruiz, a pretty athletic 20-year-old kid who uh, you know, he's taken his lumps at the double-A level this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he repeats double A, uh, at least at the start of next year, he, he certainly will not be ready. Uh, and if you look a little bit deeper, you know, the, 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 the guy that everyone's talking about within the organization, uh, from this year's draft, uh, Austin Riley, he's still 18 year old kid who's played, you know, just a handful of professional games. And, you know, they, they like the future, what they have long-term future at third base, but, but I, I think, uh, I think Oliveira probably will end up at third base for at least two years. We'll see where Ruiz is. Um, you know, at some point during the 2017 season, you, you know, by the end of the contract, 2020, maybe um, Oliveira, maybe Oliveira moves to left field either to, to make room for either Ruiz or Riley. Um, but at the same time, uh, they are confident that he can play the position right now. All right, well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.